Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. For anyone new to the podcast, welcome. Each week I come out with a new episode focused on a cryptid that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it's an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids aren't always supernatural or mythical beings, but some are. Some cryptids actually have become documented animals, like the Komodo dragon. Make sure you go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode, and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. This week, we are talking about a cryptid that is probably my worst nightmare. A creature that is half man, half owl. The Cornwall Owl Man. It's quite similar to its A-list cousin, Mothman, but the Owl Man supposedly lives in Cornwall, England, and has been sighted many times, but the first one being in 1976, in the village of Monin. Today's weird club inductee is my sister, Alyssa. She's been obsessed with ghosts and other spoopy things like me for pretty much all of our lives. She is also a phenomenal teacher and mother working during these crazy times, so shout out to her for being a superhero. Let's dive in. April 17th, 1976, Monin, Cornwall, England. Two young girls, June and Vicky Melling, were on holiday with their family in the area. One night, they saw something that would forever change their lives. The story goes that the girls were walking down to the old and remote Monin Church, more than a mile from the village center. The remote church in Cornwall, St. Monin, and St. Stephen's Church is described as a peaceful church, surrounded by woods and a breathtaking sea view. They said they saw a winged creature hovering above the church tower. They were so frightened by the sight of a large feathered bird man and immediately ran back to their father. Their father, Don, believed them and was so frightened by their account that the family immediately cut their trip short. Now, this was all told and reported by a paranormal researcher by the name of Tony Doc Shields. And he said he had investigated the report and even had one of the two girls sketch out what they saw. According to Shields, one of the girls provided him with a drawing of the creature, which he named Owlman. The sketch is interesting, to say the least. I mean, I'm no artist, so this is also the best I could probably do, but it's just not the best of first sketches, if you ask me. But nonetheless, in this sketch, it shows exactly what you'd think. A human's body with wings and an owl-like face. This wasn't the first sighting of this cryptid. According to town records, the church is said to be the home of a half-man, half-owl creature, which has been terrifying locals and holidaymakers since the 1920s. In 1926, the Cornish Echo newspaper had reported that two boys were chased by what they described as a very large and ferocious bird. The terrified boys managed to escape and took cover behind a large steel grating, the sighting attracted two surrealist painters, Max Ernst and Leonore Carrington. The two of them went and visited Monin in 1937. Apparently, they performed rituals to try and summon up the half-man, half-bird they called Theranthropes. This creature became a common theme with their paintings, some of them even depicted an owlman. I picked two of Carrington's paintings and one of Ernst's paintings that show the figure they kept drawing in either abstract ways or realistic ways. There's one of Carrington's pieces that stands out from the others. It looks like a sketch of what these witnesses were describing. An owl with the body of a man. 
And what's even more strange is that this creature is holding what looks like a ball of light or energy, which wasn't described in the first sighting from the 20s, but comes up from later in the years of sightings that happened after 1976. But before that, there were two more sightings. July 3rd, 1976, only three months later, a 14-year-old girl named Sally Chapman was camping with a friend, Barbara Perry, in the woods near the church. According to Chapman's account, as she was standing outside of her tent, she heard a hissing sound and slowly turned to see a figure that looked like an owl as big as a man, with pointed ears and red eyes. The girl said that the creature flew up into the air, and when it did, it revealed black, piercing claws. Doc Shields also told this report, and had them draw a sketch of what they saw as well. Both of the girl's sketches looked very similar to not only each other, but to the sketch that Mellings drew three months prior. The heads were all the same. The ears, or where the ears should be on a human, is exactly the same. And according to Doc Shields, sighting of this creature continued to be reported on the following day. And on two occasions, two years later, in June and August of 1978, all within the vicinity of the church. Now, there's something that comes up about Doc Shields. In the 60s, he had begun to practice stage magic, and he became somewhat famous for it. Between 1970 and 1974, he performed as Doc Shields, Wizard of the West, at festivals in Cornwall. As we know, he was the person to come forward with these reported sightings. What is interesting, to say the least, is that what really got a lot of media coverage was when he started invoking the monster with the help of a coven of nude witches. Yeah, you heard that right. <laughs> he then went on to be involved with Morgwar, the Cornish Sea Monster. And then he came out with probably one of the most famous sightings of Nessie. The Loch Ness Monster. It's the colored photo of what looks like a head and neck from Nessie. Another researcher named Jonathan Downs comes out and acknowledges that Shields could have invented the Owlman due to his background in magic and other strange hobbies. However, Downs claims to have interviewed a young man, Gavin, who encountered the Owlman in 1989. Gavin and his girlfriend claim to have seen a creature about five feet tall, and legs had high ankles, and the feet were large and black with two huge toes on the visible side. The creature was gray with brown, and the eyes definitely glowed. So at this point, there are enough detailed-ish descriptions to have a clear picture of what this cryptid looks like. It's around five feet tall, with the body of a man, with the face and wings of an owl, more specifically, it has tufts for feathers on or where the ears should be, and in one description, it supposedly has large black feet with two toes that look like talons. It also has glowing eyes. In two descriptions, it has grayish-brown feathers all over its body. Again, I am terrified of owls, so a five-foot owl would literally scare me to death, and I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that. This next sighting is different from the rest. In 1995, a female tourist that is originally from Chicago wrote to the Western Morning News in Toronto. Here is what the note said. Dear Sir, 
I am a student of marine biology at the Field Museum, Chicago. On the last day of a summer vacation in England, last Sunday evening, I had a most unique and frightening experience in the wooded area near the old church at Monin, Cornwall. I experienced what I can only describe as a vision from hell. The time was 15 minutes after 9, more or less, and I was walking along a narrow track through the trees. I was halted in my tracks when, about 30 meters ahead, I saw a monstrous bird thing. It was the size of a man with a ghastly face, a wide mouth, glowing eyes, and pointed ears. It had huge clawed wings and was covered in feathers of silver gray color. The thing had long bird legs, which terminated in large black claws. It saw me and arose, floating towards me. I just screamed, then turned and ran for my life. The whole experience was totally irrational and dreamlike. Friends tell me there is a tradition of a phantom owl man in the district. Now I know why. I have seen the phantom myself. Please don't publish my real name and address. This could adversely affect my career. Now I have to rethink my worldview entirely. Yours very sincerely, Scared Eyewitness. It's a fascinating note, and there is really no way of knowing how authentic it is, but the account is fairly detailed and very similar to what all the other sightings were as well. And not only that, it almost seems like there's a pattern to the scripted. It's like it is just living either in the church or nearby, and if it is stumbled upon, then it can get almost territorial. The next part of the sightings opens up another strange aspect of the Owlman, that the painter Leonora Carrington may have already seen and depicted in a sketch. In 1976, a woman reported a ball of light floating above the church. Then, in 2003, two teenage girls were listening to music in the church car parking lot at night. They, too, saw a glowing, pulsing globe of light hovering over the church. The girls said that they watched it for a while, until it just vanished. Could the Owlman either possess the ability to change into a ball of light, or... Is it like Carrington Drew, and it holds some sort of ball of light? Sightings continued, but much more sparse than before. In September of 2009, there was a report from a 12-year-old girl named Jessica Wilkins, or Wilkinson, claiming to have seen the Owlman of Monin. And like some other reports, there really aren't any details from this one. But this next one is from 2019, and it even includes possible photo evidence. 2019. A ghost hunter named Mark Davies went on an investigation of the graveyard and church with his friend Chris Power. Davies is from Cornwall and Power is from Manchester. Davies was videotaping the entire time. In the footage, he and Power can be seen walking around the graveyard, which is behind a gate with an inscription on it. The inscription reads, Da Timi Nessi Dai Du which is Cornish. It translates to, it is good to draw high night to the Lord. Davies holds out an EMF detector, which measures electromagnetic fields that spirits are believed to have or control. He has his camera panning around the graveyard while he asks if any creatures live here. While he is panning, 
In the corner of the frame, a figure appears. He notices it and freaks out. They went back to investigate, but the figure had vanished, and they couldn't find any traces of what they believed was the Owl Man. Davy said he heard a hissing in the trees and flapping of wings that he heard go right over his head. That is when he saw the figure. It had horns on its head, and it, it was mad. He was using the EMF to talk with a spirit or spirits and said he was getting conscious replies to my questions throughout it. And not only were there replies, but he said it was telling him that there's a demonic energy and it wasn't safe. He went on to say they were attacked. Not only that, but Power apparently had scratches on his arms and his camera broke too. According to Davies, Powers didn't see anything. He just felt this surge of energy. He didn't realize until about half an hour later when he felt some burning. He ended his investigation by saying, It's not a place I would advise anyone to go to alone. Let's put it that way. One more thing to note is that between 1976 and 1977, there was an influx of supernatural activity in the area. There were a large number of UFO sightings in the region. There were more sightings of Morguar, the Cornish Sea Monster, and even sightings of a mysterious big cat. But the Owl Man continued to mystify people that came near the church all the while. This week's segment of Weird Club is with my sister Alyssa. Let's hear what she thinks about this week's cryptid. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Weird Club segment of the show. Today's Weird Club segment is going to be super duper special because I have my sister, Alyssa, here with me. Say hi, Alyssa. Hello, everyone. Alyssa and I have been addicted to cryptids and ghosts and other strange things for all of our lives because there's a ghost in our house. Maybe you'll hear that one day. But um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, that's me blabbering about Alyssa because she's my sister. Alyssa, where do you lie on the line of believer, skeptic? Where do you, where do you fall on that? For cryptids, I really am more of a skeptic. It's really mm-hmm. hard for me to believe that something's real. Um, there are certain cryptids that I definitely believe in. Um, I think it's in our blood. We were raised with it. <laughs> but I will say I err on the side of skeptic when I'm being introduced to cryptids I've never heard of. Sure, sure, sure. And this one for sure is one that is harder to believe than others. (laughs) Uh, Yes, and it's also my favorite one because I don't know if you know, Josh is terrified of owls. So when I heard I was coming on for this one, it was my favorite. (laughs) This is like literally worst case scenario for a cryptid for me. Like absolutely worst case scenario and best case scenario for his sister yeah for sure um okay so what what are your first thoughts on the owl man of cornwall so my first thoughts after hearing all the information about it is that oftentimes when we're in situations when we're scared especially when it's dark and it's already spooky and we're freaked out (laughs) we can take looking things and in our brains to make them look like something else. So owls are already super scary, especially if you are Joshua mm-hmm. and you find them extra scary. Sure. Um, so it's easy for your mind and a normal owl who's already big and scary and has weird eyes and everything and make it into some kind of weird giant man and turn it into a cryptid when it may not be. Right. And that's, I think, so 
we'll get right into it. So the Eurasian owl um, is, or Eura Eurasian eagle owl is the um, the owl that looks most like what they are describing. Um, it's actually one of the largest owls um, in the world. Uh, the wingspan can be up to six feet, which nope. is mm -hmm. terrifying. Too big. I'm okay with owls, and that's too big. Mm -mm. Too big. Too big. It's too big for any bird. I don't care. Give me like a, a little, I don't know, parakeet or something. Give me one of those cute little thingies that can rest on your finger yeah. like Snow White. Uh, um, but uh, they're they're also, I mean, the how tall they are, they only grow up to like two and a half feet, which is not, still like for an owl though, like, or for a bird, that's like too tall for me. But honestly, anything's too tall for me, especially when it comes to anything related to an owl. So there's that. Um, but the thing that about these ones is that they have these bright, big orange eyes. Um, mm -hmm. And they have the ear tufts, which is exactly what people, you know, kind of describe this owl looking like. Um, and there's actually not a lot of owls that have the, like the pointed ears, which are called tufts, um, that the people are describing this one. It's really only like the great horned owl and this one. Um, and great horned owls are not native to this part of um, England. Okay. The thing is that neither are the Eurasian eagle owl. They are ah, tricky. Yeah. So like I was looking on because our mom is a huge bird woman. Um, she's a crazy bird lady. I know all the bird sites. So I was looking on a bunch of them and there was one where like you can see like the last time someone reported an owl or like seeing a sighting of said bird you're looking up. And for this owl, the closest ones were in Belgium and the Netherlands, but there was literally none in England. So do people keep them domestically? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's entirely possible. The other thing is that like I went to England when I was in middle school on a student ambassador trip and I cannot tell you how many stupid bird shows they took us to with people in those weird gloves where mm -hmm. all the birds landed on them. And it's, you know, it's possible that one got out and bred and over generations you have this small little patch of this right. type of owl in place where it's not normally reported. Right. And also like, you know, the all these bird sites weren't around back in the 70s. So it's entirely possible that back then there was this species of owl there and people were freaked out and then they just either went extinct or migrated or what have you um, from the area, which would, which would make sense on why the sightings got less and less throughout the years. Um, and, you know, church, like, especially, they know for barn owls, especially, that church towers are a common nesting place for them. So it wouldn't be out of character for an owl to nest, um, you know, in, an, in a, a church, um, especially like a steeple. But, um, and it, it is, I guess, for all the sightings, they didn't, like, this owl man didn't attack anybody. It was always almost territorial, which is, I, I, I don't, I'm not, like, sure for the Eurasian eagle owl, but I know for birds in general that um, if their nest is nearby or if, you know, they, they, they feel the need to protect their territory, they will, and they'll let themselves known, which it sounds like this owl man was doing every time. Oh, absolutely. And I think since a lot of these sightings were children, um, <laughs> but if you paint the scene of like a dark church at night and you're a kid yeah. and you're walking alone or with a friend, I was walking around the neighbor with, neighborhood with my two-year-old daughter yesterday and she told me there was a tiger in the tree. So when you put <laughs> it, 
girl says there's tigers and monkeys and everything climbs a tree these days. But when you, when you add in that extra level of children's imagination, it's easily to transform thing that's normal in a normal setting when things are already kind of spooky and make it something completely different. And I mean, hey, owls have been accused of murder from the mm -hmm. staircase mm -hmm. and all kinds of things. So I'm just saying that this could easily be a regular owl that we are taking and morphing to be something completely different. Literally, when I was researching for this episode, I was like, ugh, remember that time that owl killed that woman and the poor guy went to prison because an owl Is that really wife? what you said? Because I have a very different theory about that. Remember when that owl was not even there and the guy went to jail because he murdered his wife? Yeah, except for there was an owl feather in her hair. Okay, we're back, everyone. Ella Bobella, the cutest baby ever, next to Parker and Ryan because they are all uh -huh. equally as cute. <laughs> uh, has joined us today. Hi, Ella. What do you think about Owl Man, huh? Can you say hi? That's crazy. like Owl Man, apparently. Okay, well, she is in the right crowd because he is terrifying. Spooky. Spoopy. <laughs> We're not real. Right. So, uh, going off of the not real thing is that some people think that all of this was made up by Shields himself. Um, you know, he doesn't really have the best credibility. Like being a stage magician a stage magician is there <laughs> yeah, is. there it is. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was hard. Um, oh yeah, Ella, I know. I'm sorry. I messed up the word. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you know, he he doesn't have the best credibility. So people kind of came and, and said you know, it's super strange that he's the one that's reporting all of these sightings. Like, he's the one coming forward saying, these girls saw it, but then never identifying who the girls are, you know, which could be supported by their minors. You, you know, they don't need to be publicized. Um, so if there's, if, if he's the gateway of this, um, but, you know. Well, I think too in history, sorry, in history, we've always no. connected like the church with like demons and bad things so it's really easy to make that connection of oh here's a church here's a demon that looks like an owl and he's a man like go to church or else this owl man's gonna get you kind of thing right so i think you have that motif in history too with you know different paranormal sightings and different cryptids that makes it easy for people to believe if you don't actually look at the facts here yeah and that's and that's kind of what especially with the last like the 2019 sighting of um, the paranormal investigating crew reportedly catching it on camera. Um, I, th I think, although like, yeah, honestly, a church is probably haunted. I feel like all churches that were built, you know, in olden days have some sort of a spirit there, um, especially if there's a graveyard present. But I don't, and I, I guess it could be demonic. Like this could be, you know, um, a manifestation of some kind of like demon um, I think that would be a strange way to, uh, uh, I guess, like manifest, but it's plausible. So there's that. So yeah, Doc Shields making it up. Um, it was just not a lot of credibility. And you're you're right, like especially with with old churches or any kind of religious um, worship place, there comes an inherent 
belief that there is evil spirits around. Absolutely. And I think when you add in the mixture of of the children primarily being the people that see it, yeah. um, you know, taking an owl, especially if it's like floating or in the sky, as some of the reports said, you can't really judge the size or flying, right? Um, especially if you're younger. So I think just all these together to me points that this might just be a species of owl that isn't typical for the area, but maybe there. Right. Um, but I don't really believe, I mean, I love being a cryptid, but I don't believe in this owl, man. I really right. want to believe to torture your nightmares all night. For sure. Um, that is my responsibility as a sister to, to make sure that you're tortured. And hopefully these pictures that you've had to, to make this podcast will do that for a little bit for you. Yep. I but I will that. say that I am a skeptic on this. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Again, I don't want to believe that there's a giant owl man out there. Um, but I'm happy to say that I'm pretty sure with all the evidence, it's pretty clear that there's not anything out there really that's causing people to freak out i guess but thanks Liz, for being on the show i loved having you i know this was so much fun we'll have to do it again yeah and um, maybe next time i'll pick one that's not one that would haunt my nightmares <laughs> okay but i will not come on has anything to do with a clown let me just make that clear right now oh for sure i mean i don't think there are any cryptos that are clown like but if there are not. i'll cover it and bring you on what? Scary <laughs> enough. We don't need to make a cryptic clown. We're good. Oh my god, that would be a hard no. Hard no from everyone. Hard pass. Um, but yeah, thanks for being on. Love you. Love you. Thanks, and I'm so Ella. proud of all your work you're doing. Oh, Can thanks. you say bye bye to everyone? So, what do you think? Is the Owl Man really out there? We are on Instagram at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It's a great way for other people to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One week from today, I will be covering a cryptid that has been a part of Irish folklore since the 8th century. That's right, the Banshee. See you next week. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo designed by Jason Zykes and theme music from purpleplanet.com.